right here as Katsuri gets to Nisna. Makes a nice move in across the line. Drops it back to Nekdi. Nekdi past the shot. They score! Oscar Lindblom buries it! And the power play goal ties this game in two! This is episode 51 of the Liberty Hour. I'm Danny Deemer here with Chris Stompo, and I've been waiting for this one for a while. I, I wanted to get episode 51 and kind of after the New Jersey series because I was kind of on cloud nine after that. But then the Islanders came into town, and I was like, you know what? Let's just hold it off a little bit, and then we get two wins against the Islanders. How, how are you feeling at 7-2-1, Stumps? I mean, it's 7-2-1, so I mean, you can't complain about winning, can you? I mean, honestly, because... The, the team is winning right now. It's not the best hockey, obviously. Everyone knows that. I think I think everyone can agree on that. It's not their best hockey at all. I mean, they've gotten outshot every series so far. But seven two and one is seven two and one, man. And first in the tied with first in the East with Washington is tied with first in the East with Washington. I mean, like, does, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a W is a W. I mean, and I, I've been mulling over it. I mean, obviously all season because we've been playing honestly the same way all season. These two Islanders game blowing those two goal leads wasn't anything new, but like I've been mulling over and honestly like that's where I'm at right now with this shortened season. Like you have to, like we came into it, you have to win these early games, you have to win early. These points matter, and the Flyers have done that. Like seven two and one, again I'm saying it is seven two and one. So it's obviously there's room for improvement in every level, every facet of this Flyers team. Besides the PK, PK has been pretty good, um, but. 7-2-1 is, is pretty good to me, man. Alex Appleyard put out a tweet after the first Islanders game, and he said he, he did some numbers crunching with percentages and in terms so of like that, the, the standings yeah. points. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he basically what he said is the Flyers could essentially lose more games than they win from the rest of the way, and they would still probably make the playoffs. That's how good of a start they've had points-wise, and with the shortened season, of course. But It's, it's their best start. Since two thousand two, two thousand three, when they started seven one and two, the Capitals just lost in regulation to the Bruins. They were up three nothing. The blew the game, oh. lost five three, and now if you look at the standings, since they now have ten games played, just like us, we take first place. So we are now first in the East as we are recording this podcast, well, getting outshot by like a hundred shots, and we're first in the East. Shot differential of minus one hundred one, bro. It's so. Like it's just weird, isn't it, man? And at the end of the day, it's it honestly comes down to good goaltending. That's and we've harped on it all really over our articles and twitters. That's like Av said, we can't apologize for it. I mean, that, that's facts. Like you, you can't. I mean, we take these wins how we can get them. They're not pretty, but I, I just, I mean, I know the guys need to be better, but I just think you're seeing a team without its number one center and its selkie winner at that. Like you're just seeing like the we talk, we always talk about all the little things Couturier does. Like those things just aren't being done now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and. T- lines are getting hemmed in all the time it seems like and we harp on the defense being bad but there's a lot of times where like the, the forwards could look bad on the help defense like Voracek and Giroux we saw last night on that one play and it, yeah, I think all that will get better as Coos comes back like I'm just happy we're getting points now it, just so that huge. when we when we start getting our stride later on in the year like we always do we always start slow and then get hot towards the end of the year when we get hot towards the end of the year we'll, we'll have our first place set in stone no. and we'll just ride off I know, I agree. I mean, getting a, a quick start was huge. And to go on the Couturier thing, I mean, the team was playing the same way with him in the lineup than without. I mean, as soon as he exited the lineup, they continued to play the same way. But it, Al Morgani said it the game after he got hurt. I think it was after that blowout loss to Buffalo, the first one after Coots was injured. It, it's so obvious 
that he's not on the ice, that he's not playing. It's just the way he sets up like little plays, the, the little things that he does on the ice, it's greatly missed. And the fact, like you just said, that we're seven two and one without him. I mean, for the foreseeable future, like when it's not over yet. We still have to produce without this, without our number one center. But I mean, without Morgan Frost too, which I know a lot of people are gonna roll their eyes at. But I mean, he's a he's another pretty big piece to this team right now. So losing him sucks. And losing Myers for that little bit of time sucked, even though Prosser stepped up, scored that goal. That was fun to see. But Flyers are getting it done without some key players right now, so I'm not complaining. I mean, the play's been definitely shaky here and there. Islanders had their fair share of uh, complete control shifts, but 7-2-1, man. Uh, that's really all, all it boils down to is the fact that like we're winning the games. It. it when, when you see people complaining and being negative, it's like, I, I understand where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, like you have to be happy about the win. There's to. been so many games, especially last year when we started to get good, where we would outplay a team, but the puck just wouldn't be going in. We would lose the game. I would rather get outshot by 300 over the last couple games, and as long as we won them, I, I really don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, there seems to be two sides of Twitter right now, or two sides of the argument. The one side is basically saying the Flyers are getting outshot really badly, but they're still but they're still coming away with wins. Haven't played the best hockey yet. Hey, optimism is ahead. Like it's okay. This team will improve as the season goes on. They're still winning games without playing the best hockey. It's okay. Let's calm down. And then you have the other side basically saying this isn't going to last forever. The puck luck is going to last forever getting outshot a differential of minus one and like I don't blame that side either but I'm on the other side I mean I, I really do think that this team just needs to I mean the five on five play was greatly improved in that last Islanders game I mean well, it wasn't what they would want 100% but it was definitely improved from the, the last games but I'm definitely on the other side I, I I think this team needs a little bit more just games to get things going I mean I don't want to blame the the shortened camp because the rest of the teams in the NHL have had the exact same thing, but it's still seven two and one, so I can't really complain that much. So, the I mean, we we've already seen it after every win. He's he's called out his team essentially, saying we like we just got to play the right way. We're not playing the right way. He keeps harping on that. He benched his best goal scorer in Travis Konechny, which we'll get a little bit more into in a second. And, yeah, I just think AV's the type of coach that keeps his players accountable, uh, especially like especially with guys like JVR chipping in. Giroux looks like – Giroux and Voracek and Hayes all look like they're starting to get hot. I mean, I, when Coots comes back, man, I, I can't see them just collapsing. I, I, I just don't see that happening. If anything, I think they'll, they'll get better from here. I mean, like, the one thing that people keep stressing, and I think – everybody that's rooting for this team can agree on right now is that the Flyers are not playing great hockey. And it's not like the coach is sitting here saying they aren't playing good hockey. Like, A.V. agrees with us. Like, it's a, it, it, he's not, like, saying the opposite of what everyone's looking at on the ice. Like, it's not like, like you said, it's not a Dave Haxall situation where we're basically questioning this man's, like, is this man qualified for his job, basically? Like, A.V. knows that the Flyers are not playing shitty, I mean, are playing shitty hockey and are getting away with these games from really good goaltending from Brian Elliott, who's 3-0 and with a three uh, 9-3-2 save percentage. Like, he's been awesome this year. Carter Hart's 4-2. and um, I mean, the defense has been a big problem, but like I said, it just 
it's not a Dave Haxall situation. Like, AV knows what this team – like, the, he is very aware of this team's 5-on-5 play, like you just said, and he said his best – he's his top goal scorer because of it to send a message. And, I mean, Sam Warren didn't really do anything with that chance. But, I mean, five minutes of uh, ice time, but that's a different topic. But, it, like I said, AV knows that they're not playing well. So, it's not like he's saying the opposite. So, I'm okay with it. We got a bunch of questions. Got a mailbag. You want to get right into that? Yeah, why not? Because it covers a lot of uh, yeah, it does. The the last couple series and what we're about to get into. And we don't want to repeat last episode where we kind of covered everything yeah. that was asked. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> so, in the net hockey, our boy says, "What do you guys think about Hart so far this season?" Um, I'll, I'll guess I'll kick this one off. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. he he started a little like okay i guess and i i think as time has gone on ever since that game up in boston i think he's played really determined i think he's given us a chance to win just about every game so far yes and uh I, yeah i expect him only to get better from here more comfortable i mean like it, it, him smashing his stick was pretty justified i mean they left him out of the dry that 6-1 game against boston that was disgusting the entire like, i shut that game off way before it became 6-1 but I, like you said, after that, I mean, he's he, he's picked it up. The Devil Series, uh, Game Two. I mean, Game One. I'm sorry, they won five three. They outshot Devils finally. I finally outshot a team thirty one to twenty six. Game Two, Hart was thirty three to thirty four on a three one W. I mean, the Flyers were outshot thirty four to seventeen in Game Two against that against the Devils in that series. So, I mean, outshot sixty to forty eight in the series. So. Goaltending has been a huge part of this the seven two and one start. So I uh, Hart he's been shaky at times. He had his moment with the, the the stick on the net, but like he has since being called up from the Phantoms, he's just bounce he bounces back after games like that. Like the the the, the games where he doesn't look the sharpest, he always comes back and he gives you his best. And I mean he looks good the last two games against the Islanders. Dude, kid is so mentally strong, man. There, there's been so many games where like you, other goalies would man, it, it it would shake them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like that Boston game, or even that Edmonton game last year. Like th- those type of those are the type of games that in years past we may have seen kind of shake a, go- a Flyers goalie's confidence, and it's just, his mental fortitude just to kind of bounce back, and awesome. he can let up six goals one night and then one goal the next. It's just. It's incredible stuff what he what he is able to do. So I, yeah, I just think he'll get better yeah, he from will. here on out. And I added in the two games against the Islanders. Brian Elliott played game two against the Islanders. I, just to throw that in there, I, I didn't mean to say Hart played both games. Elliott was fucking awesome in game two against the Islanders. Thirty three. Yeah, he's been incredible all year. Man. I, he, he really has. He had to make the first seven saves in that in that game, man. I mean, like the, the first. I mean, and those seven saves were not like oh flutters from the fucking point that like hit his pad they were like Matthew Barzell in your face snipe top left cheese like huge saves from Brian Elliott to start that to start that last game the Flyers played I mean there was I think at one point it was 7-0 Islanders and shots and I remember texting you and being like oh my god it's the same fucking game every time every time it is dude I hate playing that team dude I know I know like I still want them in the playoffs, kind of, but man, I would be so happy if I never had to see them again. I'm <laughs> I serious. I hate playing them. They get they get me so frustrated because they like like you put on Twitter the other day the way they just kind of clogged everything, everything. They're just in your face, suffocating you the entire Big game. Time. It's so annoying. Big time. 
get the uh, 03 Devils vibes. We've been saying that for a while. It's just they, yeah, they are the they're the new version of those that de- of those de- boring ass Devil teams, man. Like I remember looking at at Brian when we first sat down to watch that watch Game One against Islanders. I I looked over at him and I was like, you just can't go down to this team because it it becomes the most boring hockey you ever want to watch. It just becomes trap hockey and. That's so boring. I remember looking at it. I was like, bro, just this I don't even care if they come back two goal. Like just don't go down one oh two oh to this fucking team because it's it's it's, it's gonna be a, a, a terrible hockey game for the rest of the way. And they didn't, but they made sure they blew they blew two goal two two goal leads. Dude, it was just like those games in the playoffs where they had a couple yeah, two exactly. goal leads, blew the game, and then would win in the play and even Lawton scored just like in the one playoff game. Like it's just yeah, man, it's the same game. It's every every time. It's the exactly. same game, and uh, we got outplayed the entire time. But last year we didn't uh, record a single win against the Islanders in the regular season, and now we're two and zero. So I mean, yeah. shit. They don't ask how, they ask how many, and I'm happy about that. And just to throw something in there, after that Boston series, Elliot started Game One against the Devils, and we won five three. We outshot in that game 31-26. to And then Hart came back after his first start after that Boston smashing his stick against the net. Game two against the Devils. They won 3-1. Outshot 34-17. to Hart saved 33-34. to So he, he, he just comes back and he just erases what his last game had. Like what happened last game. He just erases what you remembered happening from him. It's, like, it's as if it never happened. Tim awesome. Young hands. Said at the Liberty Yell, is there any help in this defense? Does Provy just have to play sixty minutes? I'll let you take that one. I mean, how much has Ghost helped? I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I, there's been people, including us, who haven't been really high on Ghost lately. I mean, for for good reason, he hasn't been good. I mean, like him coming back and be able to play next to the Provorov as well as they have lately has been huge because Gustafson. I mean, I didn't come into this offseason. I mean, I said it in multiple podcasts before. That I was worried about that spot next to Provorov, and I, I didn't think Gustafsson was a a, posi- a player that was going to fill Niskanen's spot. But I didn't think Gustafsson was going to be this bad. Uh, I really didn't. So the fact that Gustafsson that, that can come in here right now and and play next to Provorov was a huge boost to this defense. And to answer your question, Tim, I really don't think there's like a right now. There's a a go-to answer. I I think right now what you're seeing with AV basically cycling that third pair in and out, trying to find the right pair basically is what he's doing, is is what you're going to get right now. I mean, I don't really see any help on the way unless Chuck makes the trade. Uh, you got Zamula, who they already came out and said that is not ready for NHL hockey. You got Pouliot. Uh, Prosser played well, but I mean, like, how, how yeah. long is that honeymoon going to last? That was an awesome Prosser? story, though, huh? Awesome, awesome, but... How long is that going to last? Like, how like is he really going to play that that well consistently? But it's just right now there doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel. But I mean, they played better last last game. The five on five play wasn't like gouge your eyes out t- terrible. So it's it's building steps a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Like like what do you do with that defense, man? Right now. Like you said, I, I think for right now you just gotta juggle stuff and hope you can find something that clicks. I do think as of late, Gostaspare has been awesome. impressive, and I love to see it. It's funny to me how like TK is on the hot seat right now, but like JVR and Ghost, like people are starting to warm up to. It's like polar opposite of last year. It's kind of funny, but um, it's 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 really enjoyable though. It's because we're we're getting value out of those guys. Those guys are producing it how we 
know that they can produce. But to, to fix the defense right now, like I said, juggle the lines up. See if you can find something that clicks. Love the way Ghost is playing. Maybe at the deadline, if like something. if if we're still like top four, like in a playoff spot, yeah, maybe make a trade then. But I what mean, can you do now? Right now, right now, as we're speaking, the top four is pretty locked. Uh, Provorov, Ghost, Sanheim, Myers is, is what I would go with right now with the options that you have. And then just, just that bottom two pair. Hag and Braun together can't happen. It, it can't. Like they're, They are brutal. That goal to tie the game up last game, that Barzell goal, was just everybody, like, people arguing on Twitter, like, oh, Drew was at fault. Voracek was at fault. Hag was at fault. No, it was Braun at fault for not keeping the puck. It was everyone's fault. Like, everybody on that play completely and utterly broke down. Like Lazy you could, play. You could look at that play and say the same thing for every player. Except Braun. I think Braun, I mean, like, yeah, he didn't bat the puck down, but can you really blame him? I mean, he's not really known for hand-eye. I don't know. Like, can you really blame Braun for not grabbing that? I mean, he made the play. He was on his man. The three players I'm really looking at are Haig. What was that shot? Drew, what are you doing? Why are you not skating? Move your feet. And then Voracek, why are you taking Braun's man when Braun's already on him? Like, you're, you're literally standing behind Braun when Braun's already on his man looking at Like, he, they both got caught puck watching. I don't know how that happens when you're up one goal in the third period. I really, Like, that's unacceptable. I mean, if AB's going to hold accountability for players, Drew, he's like, Drew, I mean, I know they won the game, and, like, winning the W is what matters, but, like, that was an awful play. It was a really bad play all around, but it's whatever. We still won the fucking game, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> Drew ended up so making bad. up for it with yeah, that pass. Yeah, absolutely did, but like, oh, I was like, what the? I was like, you don't really see that from Drew, because Drew's been really good this year. I mean, he's been hustling, he's been making those defensive plays, his stick's been awesome. I mean, like, I think it's one of the most underrated things about Drew's game is the way he can poke check and just the little plays that he makes. He, he's just been awesome lately, and it just, it was uncharacteristic. It, yeah. it, it kind of threw me off, to be honest. I was like, and, and Borchek, I mean, Borchek, Drew, and JVR have been, like, the three main guys who have, like, catapulted us to the 7-2-1 Dude, win. I'm going to be honest, I expect that from, like, that play, type of play from Borchek, and that's not me, like, just saying, oh, Borchek's shitty, but, like, Voracek is as known to to not be the, the best back checker at times. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but Giroux always gives effort and you and knows what yeah, it's like. He's it played center weird. his entire career. Like, yeah, that's like you said, uncharacteristic for sure. Very. But and and I saw to to back on the defense real quick that we've inquired about Victor Mete. Yeah, I'm okay, man. I mean. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like he's not gonna like fix our problems. No. It, that's the thing. If you're gonna make a move right now, it better be like a ba- a big band aid. Like you, this shit better fix our problems. Like you can't just make a move for the fuck of it. Like and I think that's part of the reason why you you're not seeing a move. Like all these people like clamoring for moves. Like Chuck's not gonna make a move with this current roster who's seven two and one in first place. If it's like if it's gonna hurt the team, like he's gonna make a move. For a solid guy, if there's an opportunity to make a move for a solid guy, every yeah. team like the argument that the Flyers need. Hold on, I'm gonna get into this real quick. The, the argument that the Flyers need like a big, tough guy who can like score goals. Like I'm not disagreeing with that, but like what team doesn't want a huge guy that can score goals also and that can 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 fight people hitting your star players? What 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 team isn't knocking at the door for that kind of player? There's only like a, like five guys in the league who can do stuff like that. You got Reeves, you got Tom Wilson, and a couple other guys. So like, 
yeah, the Flyers would like need somebody like that. That'd be fucking awesome to have a Tom Wilson or or, or Reeves on in, in this lineup or a Matt Martin. I guess Matt Martin. I mean, he'd probably be the the, the last of the the pecking order for me on that that kind of player. But like those kind of players, like Tom Wilson's, and just don't go wrong trees. So I just, I just want to get it out of the way. Like it's just like yeah, I would love to fucking have a player like that. But like. Like what team? Well, first of all, what team's giving it away? That like you're you're saying go out and get him. That's gonna be worth it. And what team's not like on the same trademark, like the the trade block for it? You know what I mean? Like what team isn't looking for that exact fucking thing? And like the thing is, pe- people bring that up. Like, yeah, of course I would love a player like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then, like, give me an Eric Lindros. Yeah, I'll take it. In Lindros. turn, like you said, they bring up Matt Martin, and I'm like, do you, do you not realize Matt Martin's a fucking goon? He has like, he, zero. He, he's not a goal scorer. He like, has that's... zero points this year so far. I'm pretty sure. The last time I checked, it was it was eight games in. He had zero points. Like, and as what? of right now, our fourth line scores goals, man. Like, I don't want to go put a freaking enforcer there. Our fourth line has been the best line consistently throughout the entire year. I know I've given NAK shit on the timeline here and there. Like, I, I Honestly, I, we'll get into him later. I think he can be better offensively. But throughout the year, I mean, since Bottom has been called up after the Frost injury, I mean, he's been – that fourth line has been really good. I mean, AB's even come out and said that, like, I've rolled that line because I, I, I can trust them. So they've been really good. So I don't know, like, I'm not saying, like, that's a bad take. Like, I, I can see the point, and I mean, I can definitely see the, the argument in bringing a guy in like that. Like, I, I do think the fly. I mean, Limblom got cross-checked in the fucking neck last night, and nobody said anything. Like, nobody did anything about that. Like, I, I, I definitely agree with it. We need somebody like that. But, like, what team isn't looking for a player like that is all I'm trying to say. Like, Chuck will make that move if he can. Like, he's I not- hate Casey Sezikis, dude. Like, what, what is that, bro? Like, how? Like the way they called that game last night, how do you not call that? that how was, do you yeah, that not was bad. call that? It's, 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 the officiating this year has been over, like, really bad. Like, it's usually bad, and we usually, I mean, we're not usually one to complain about officiating. I don't think we ever gone on here and, like, bitched about officiating every game. Like, just not, just, we've never done that. But, like, that game... And even in the Boston game a little bit, the officiating has been fucking brutal. I don't know if it's because the officiating get both games in the series, so they feel like they didn't need to make it up, that they look at the fucking stats from the previous game. Oh, I gave this team two power play. I need to, to, to lean on this side a little bit heavier the second game. I don't know what, what it is, but the officiating has been fucking brutal, and it was awful last game. Has to be that. I, I, I 100% think it's that. Because if you remember, in that Devils series, the first game, we got the majority of the ticky-tack calls. And then their coach, Ruff, bitches after the game. And then suddenly, all the ticky-tack calls started going their way the next game. And it's like, dude, you couldn't be more obvious with this. And the NHL, it's like, they don't even give a fuck. Like, they, <laughs> they just, they've been doing makeup calls and just blatant ticky-tack calls like this for years. And, like... Have just let it fly. Like people call them out on it, no response. We don't give a shit. Like it's it's every it's every year, and it seems to be getting worse every year. And th- I mean, the, uh, the second Islanders game, the last game we played, and th- they started out pretty well. So I remember talking to you. Like, we were like, as long as they're consistent with, and I'm not gonna bitch. And then like as the game went on, is when it stopped getting consistent because like you saw like those ticky tack slash on the hands, the holding call on Patrick, and then you watched. Multiple holding calls, like, like interference calls, holding calls. That's another thing with the Islanders team. They, they play on the fucking edge of interference and holding calls. Like I've never seen a team like get away with interference and, and and holding calls as much as they do. Like they live on the edge of that. But to be able to call the calls that they called on us, 
like Patrick, that the holding call, and then not call that Sezikis play is so weak, is borderline like is, like revolting, bro. Like it, like, ha- like it's disgusting. Like that should have never happened ever. Like he cross checked him in the neck while he's down. Like like how is that not a play? Like that like how is that not being not, not being disciplined? Like how is that not being sent into the league or anything? That's it was a d- disgusting play. At Tim Altamari. Hey, what Tim. do you think of AV benching TK the other night? You want me to take that one real mm-hmm. quick? Yeah, take it. All right. Um, I mean, first glance, uh, like it's like something you like question marks immediately go off above your head, but then you start thinking about it in a little bit, and then you, then the stat comes out, the two shots in the last three games, and then you, you think about how he didn't score against the Islanders last year, and, th- and then you think about that, like to everyone – Talking about the shot differential and how we're like a minus a hundred and one or whatever it is right now, and you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Like this is what good coaches do. Good coaches send messages and push buttons, push buttons at certain times in the season. They don't force it. They don't go in there flipping chairs or whatever. It's just subtle. Whether it's a message to the media or maybe even benching your goal scorer, it's little stuff like this that gets your team on track. And uh, I mean, we won the game, so I like I it we worked and AV. Uh, I don't know what his, the method to the madness is, but it always seems to work. And that's why we always say when he makes a decision like that, like we trust him. Even even if we question it, we usually say we trust him. Yeah, and I I saw like a lot of people saying, oh, like the the move for Morin didn't really work out in his favor. I, I really don't think he made the move so Morin can come in here and, like, and make an impact. Like I, I don't think that's what he was going for. I think it was more of a message to TK because you saw it on a, a post-game Last night, TK was talking about how he needs to just simplify his game and like not put his teammates in bad positions. Which, like, it, it the way he said it seemed like when him and AV talked, AV was like, he just need like because the game before he got benched, he put I think it was either Fairby or some some teammate in a really bad position with a terrible turnover, and it's probably what he said. So. Just holding players accountable. I mean, we saw him get benched, and like your first reaction is, "Oh, he has—he's the leading goal scorer." How, how do you sit a guy like that? But the fact that it was only one game—if it was more than one game—is when I'd have a problem with it. But it was only one game. He was back the next game, so I like the message. Av can do whatever he wants. I trust him. Like you said, like seven, two, and one, baby. Like let's fucking go. Kristen at Xboxing the Stars said Hartnell said it best on Saturday. It feels like they are the worst seven two and one team in the league. But getting these wins where we really haven't even played our best is huge. Once we get rolling, this team is going to be scary. That honestly just is like kind of reinforcing our sentiment. Yeah. Of like the last twenty minutes, whatever we've been harping on this for. It's just the fact that like we're doing all this without our number one center. And I I, I think. I mean, it's it's so clear to everyone now, but like for a while, maybe we kind of took Coots' little things for granted. Definitely won't now, you know. Like <laughs> I never like, did. No, nah, of course not. But like, maybe even like the casual fan now realizes, like, okay, seeing the team get hemmed in, getting outshot. That's why, because because you have to think, like, maybe the casual fan doesn't think because Katori is not a flashy guy. I mean, he can be at times, of course. But oh yeah, he like a lot of like. His value, his money is made not with the flashy stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm sure there's a lot of casual fans that probably think that don't think he's a a top ten center in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and like there's parts of like when he first went down that instantly come into your head like, oh, the PK is going to take a hit. And I mean, the PK in the Devil series, the first game they were one for one, and the second game they were four for four, five on five for the series. So I mean, like the 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 PK has been. Obviously, it's going to be a, l- a lot better with, with, with Coots in there. I mean, that's just his game. But, I mean, 
to not have a Selkie winner in there and and still playing okay PK. I mean, they are 22nd in the league right now with a 75%. I mean, that's not bad, but doing it without Coos, like you said. I mean, losing two top centers like that in like consecutive days. I mean, Coos went down, Frost played one game, next game he gets hurt. Losing two top centers like that is going to hurt your team. And the fact that we're still winning games, I know that we were getting outplayed and outshot, but like the fact that we're still coming away with Ws without these guys, I mean, without Myers for a little bit as well, is, is is huge. And then you look at guys like Patrick and Limbaugh, who are like, those are two guys that I look at, and I'm like, they're not even close to what they're going to be in about a month into the season, like a month more into the season. Like They're just getting their conditioning back. Both of them have missed crazy time, and they both still look good. Limblom's getting his skating. You can see each game he's getting his legs underneath of him. Patrick overskated a couple pucks last night, but, I mean, like, he's looked awesome all year. So, it's exciting, man. I said to you, I'm not sure, like, I think it was after one of the Devils games where I was like, is it just me or I'm like, I'm not in eighth seed mode anymore. I'm not worried yeah, about yeah. getting in the playoffs. We're not on the outside looking in. I'm worried about what we're going to do when we get there. So, it's not about what exactly, like, how we look right now because I know this is not how we're going to look come April, come May. I mean, if we if, if it starts looking that way come March and April, yeah, I'll hit the panic button then. But we're winning games right now, and I just know as the season comes down, I'm just worried about what we do in the playoffs, man, because I know we're going to make it. We've dealt with, like, so much losing over the past years. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and be sour about a 7-2-1 start. Like, I'm just not, dude, because it's, it's the best so opening month since 2002. Like, the amount of losing that we've had to endure with this team and bad starts and slow starts and the veterans having slow fucking starts and the turning around, the top three leaders on this, I mean, the top four guys in leading the team in points right now are JVR, Hayes, Voracek, and Giroux. Like, what more are you asking for? Like, I know they're not playing their best hockey right now, but, I mean, fuck, like, the JVR, Voracek, and Giroux are, like, the three main veteran guys that everyone calls out, and they each have, I mean, JVR... That's who we called out, man, yeah, in the summer. absolutely. I mean, I call JV... I mean, everybody called JVR out, even AV. He fucking sat him in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like, these guys are answering the bell right now. JVR has 13 points. Hayes has 10. Voracek has 10. Giroux has 10. Like, the veterans have stepped up. Like, like over, like, previous years, uh, Konechny and Limblom had to do it last year while the veterans took their time getting mm-hmm. into the season. So it's great to see the veterans do it this time with, with, with help from second-year guys like Joel Fairby, who just scored his fucking first hat-trick of the year. Absolute snipe. I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah. Konechny has five goals. I mean, like, it, it's good to see the veterans. We have two hat-tricks already. Two of them, bro. That's wild. When was the last time we've we've ever we've gotten two hat tricks in a season that <laughs> I, early? I've, I wonder if it's ever happened. I don't know if it has, honestly. Love it though. I'll fucking take it. Well, since we just talked about Faraby, let's get into the question about Faraby from Jamie Martinez, our guy. Jamie. Is it real? Is it realistically possible for Faraby to develop into a sniper? I know he doesn't have that killer instinct, shoot first mentality, at least not yet. In parentheses, but after seeing the first two goals of his hat trick, there is some evidence that. That he could be that type of player. Can I take this one? Start. Yeah, man, go ahead. I think Farabee has always been that player. I think in college you have especially seen that. I just think it was a matter of him trying to 
translate that to the NHL level. We just we knew when he was going to be able to get that comfortable with that release. I mean, we saw him get snake bitten for large stretches of last year, where it seemed like the puck just wasn't going in for him. Maybe now it's just going in. Maybe now because we we always talked about TK and how like in the beginning it was like, all right, this guy's going to score a lot of goals, but right now he just doesn't have that NHL finish. That NH- like he has an NHL release, yeah. it's just not going in. Like he hits the post, it goes wide. He, he doesn't know how to like snipe it just yet. And, uh, and it took some time, and he's developed into that type of player. And I think that's exactly what you'll see with Farabee. There was a quote that came out that Ron Hextall said after drafting Farabee about how deceptive his shot is. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when he said it. Dude, it, uh, that quote tells you all you need to know. Like, that's as why a goalie, I As a goalie, like Ron, as a Hall of Fame goalie, saying that, like this guy is a deceptive shot. As a goalie, you can't read what he's going to do, and that's what the best in the game do. That, that's just exciting stuff, man. The whole thing with Faraby has always been like development and just what he realizes what what he can do in the NHL and the amount of space. It takes time to, to to translate that kind of game. I mean, he has that really quick like toe drag move that he does, and like you said, I mean, in the draft, I mean, I wanted him for his quick shot. He has a really deceptive shot. So, am I surprised that he's scoring these kind of goals? No. Do I think he's going to be a sniper, like a, like a bona fide sniper in the league? No, I don't think that's his kind of game. I think he's more of like a, a grind out, like loose pucks in the slot, like nail at home kind of guy. I don't think, but I mean, like I wouldn't be surprised if he turned into a sniper. But like, I think more of his games like down low, grinding, like getting those those loose pucks in front of the net kind of game. But I think he's going to be both. That's why, shot. and that's why yeah. I said a couple. Why not? Ago, why, why can't he be both? But like I think he's more of that player. When I, when I said a couple episodes ago, when he reminded me a little bit of Mark Stone, the way Mark Stone plays the game, mm-hmm. that's why I, I think it's kind of like fair. At times, Mark Stone could just get the puck, rip it, and you're like, wow, he has an elite shot. But most of the time, he's just playing the right way. Yeah. And that's why he's the captain of the Golden Knights. Now. And it's just, this, yeah, I, I love Farabee. This is man. the way I've been thinking about it. I mean, I've, I've only been watching Farabee for about three, four years now. And, I mean, like, he's going to keep developing as he gets older. The kid's only 20 years old. So, he could just, I mean, like... <laughs> As we've been watching for the past couple of years, he was doing this certain kind of player. As he develops, he can easily just take that and then turn into a sniper. I mean, that last game, the three goals he had weren't the only chances that he had those games. I mean, he was firing those kind of like those those, those slap shot, those quick in tight shots, all those those heart in the power play kind of shots all game. Even after he scored that third goal, so. Oh, this guy's the limit with that kid, man. I mean, I he, he's a really solid player. I'm I'm, I'm excited that he's going to be a flyer for the very foreseeable future. We we talked about year two fair, especially after he switched his number. We were like, yeah, this kid's snapping. Yeah, man. It's, we it's, know it. It's exciting. I mean, it's wait till Frost gets back in here and wait till he gets a little bit more comfortable too. I mean, he had a a good first game. He, he should have had an assist on that JV, when JVR got robbed. That that was an incredible play, but I just. The, the veterans playing the way they're playing, the young, the second-year guys, the younger guys playing, Provorov playing the way he's playing, it's, it's, it's awesome to see it all come together. And 7-2-1, and one. It's, not, it's not the prettiest thing right now, but... I tweeted out from the Liberty O account about how JVR and Farabee are slowly becoming my favorite duo. And that, that's so true. Like Those guys have legit chemistry together, man. They do. It, it's yeah. crazy. I think, uh, I think AV definitely found something in that, for sure. Yeah, like don't break them up. Finally, we we found a guy that can get just the absolute best out of JVR. It seems. Yeah, he, dude, JVR was even like throwing the fucking body 
last game. Like, I mean, like, really, like, like the Islander player got rid of the puck, and JVR was going after him, like, three, like two, three seconds after, like, throwing his shoulder, and I was like, fuck yeah, JVR. You never would have saw that, like, over a year ago. Love playing, that shit, Playing dude. with a ton of confidence right now. He really is. In the net hockey said, thoughts on the D going forward? We just pretty much talked about that. We just hope they get better with the personnel that they have. York ain't coming this year. No, York's, Sucks to say. I not mean, ready. Yeah. It's a big question right now. Can they get better? Like, I don't know. Like, can you make Braun Hag? I mean, that the, the third pair right now is cycling in and out. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. I'm interested to see if Chuck makes any moves. If Freeman gets another shot, he seems to be on the doghouse right now with uh, with AV. Not liking the way he's. I mean, AV didn't like his training camp, and he obviously didn't like his first couple games with us. So we'll see with that defense. It's definitely scaring me. It's the, probably the one part of the team right now where, other than the five on five play, where I'm questioning pretty heavy. Going forward, next couple games, all eyes for me right now are on Gostasper. See if he can kind of build off this confidence that he's got. There's been times in the last couple games where he's made plays where I'm like, yo, that looks like old ghost. Like getting the puck at the blue line, shimmying a guy off, or or a good breakout pass. Like that overtime play, that overtime play when he got the puck to Lawton. Yeah, that, Brock Nelson. The defensive play, yeah, it's sh- like swipes it off him, sends it up to Lawton, Lawton buries it. That's beautiful, man. He had that, a really nice keeping on that Hayes goal to, to go up 2-0 yes. against the Islanders to, to, to chip in the Pro-Rob. Pro-Rob yep. went over to JVR, and JVR put it on Hayes' tape. So it, it Ghost has always been a, get, a give and take player. He had a really bad turnover in that third period last last game that almost cost us big time, like right in front of the net. But he's been, f- for the most part, he, he's been more really good than than bad. So it's exciting to see. Proveron needed that. Serena four says to us, hoping NAK is brought up as much as I want to see him succeed so far. He's been playing way below what I expected after such a strong showing the last season. Yeah. I mean I like I don't think there's anywhere around that. I mean it's pretty bl- like it's pretty blunt. Like he just don't think he's been terrible. I think I just He's doing all like the defensive things right. Like he's doing his stick lifts, he's doing his body checking, taking the guys off puck, like the back checking. He, he's really good with that stuff. But it's the offensive side of the game where like, we're so used to seeing him take the puck strong to the net, strong shot, strong wrist shot, pet, like making smart plays down low, and like he's getting shrugged off the puck really quick. He like, the, the the shot's not there and he, like there right now. I mean, it, I don't think. It's something to worry about. Like, I think the NAK is going to come around, but like right now, I think the last game was his best overall game yet to date. So it's a, it's a stepping stone for him. But I can. I'm going to say that. this about NAK, right? Like, so going into the year, he was dubbed as Pitlick's replacement. Well, man, this team could fucking use Pitlick right now. Big time. And that 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 is an indictment kind of on NAK's play so far because he's supposed to bring those attributes that Tyler Pitlick left and went to Arizona with. And we just haven't seen it because, like, we see people on Twitter all the time, oh, this team is soft. Got to throw a fucking hit. And, like, I kind of agree. I want to see some more fucking hitting. But Tyler Pitlick was one of those guys that always finished his check. That's why we loved him so much, man, because he always provided that grit, that grit factor, just getting the puck in deep. Just the type of guy, like, that would really suit versing the Islanders, especially. Yeah, I, I definitely think this team's missing the pilt. But like you said, I, I think NAK is going to improve, so hopefully we get a little bit more production from him. Another guy I want to talk about real quick before we uh, – I don't know if I have another question, but Bunneman's been playing pretty well. His last handful of games, I mean, he's been playing some pretty solid hockey. He's due for one, I think. 
this this year the way he's been playing looks so impressive to me that and I I I mean I, this this may sound offensive to him kind of but like he looks like a legit NHL player this year. There were times last year where I was like uh, like like I I don't he looks like a phantom. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Lo- sure. Looks like a phantom's call up. But like this year I'm like that kid can play in the NHL. I like he, not like a top line winger or anything like that, but that kid can play bottom six minutes in the NHL. I, I love what he's brought so far. The thing that I've noticed the most is like he's kind of just more effective with his space and he's like faster like the way he's getting the puck and he's getting his feet to spots faster he's moving more effectively he's keeping a ton of plays alive in the offensive zone down low with his stick his quick stick he's getting a lot more on top of pucks down low he's a lot faster like you said and i think he's just a little bit more comfortable i mean he's making a little bit like silkier moves in front i mean uh out front with his uh with his hands that we're not really used to seeing like little like quick little moves with his uh <laughs> with the stick, but it's good to see a guy like Bunneman. I mean, like you said, I mean he's not played the best hockey last year, but he's been playing really well recently. So it's good to see that fourth line play as well as I have. I mean, Raffle's always a lock to play well. So I love Raff, man. He's so good, man. I fucking love Raffle, man. <laughs> it's 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 been really enjoyable to me to watch Nolan Patrick play again, especially under Elaine Vigneault. It's just good. To, it's good to see him out there again, especially playing with Giroux at times. Like it's it's cool to see them two on a line together. Yeah, Patrick uh, Giroux Voracek, that shit's awesome. That's just fucking like, awesome, bro. That's stuff a bit, love I mean, seeing that. Other than G, that's a pretty big fucking line, man. Like definitely yeah, getting those guys off the puck must be definitely. It's a tenacious line. Yeah, big time. Last question. It's not even really a question. It's just who like what what would be our last D pairing? Um that's the third D pair, real quick. Like if you had to do it for next game, what would it be? And that's from at Bleed Green. If I had to do the third pairing for next game I mean it's it's not really a lot of options. Do you go Prosser and hope that he plays as well as he did that first game, which I mean he's probably not going to play as well. I mean you could try him there. I mean maybe Prosser Freeman. Because, like I mean Hagen Braun has just not been very good this year. At all, uh, I I think Hague was solid last year. I gave him his props, but I'm going to call him out when I don't think he's playing that well. I mean, icing the puck all the time, and we <laughs> laughed about it yesterday. I mean, he loves to ice the puck, and I mean, I don't think he was the main person to blame on that Barzell goal. But like that shot, like that that, that kind of shot is literally the shot that coaches hate. Like the shot that completely misses the net and wraps around for an odd man rush the other way. It's the worst kind of shot you can make. What I would do, Prosser Freeman, but like that sounds fucking awful. But I mean, Prosser played really well. <laughs> I mean, and Freeman, but like maybe Hague Prosser. I I really don't. That's know what I would get, do. Hague Prosser. Actually, no, I would do Prosser Braun. I think, dude. Pro- like, I think like, I yeah, would. I mean, that, that's, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like you could throw any pairing out there, and I like I'm gonna have my problems with. It. I'll tell you why <laughs> Prosser Braun because I think. The way Haig is played and the way Braun is played, I think I give Braun the slight edge. Plus, he's he's got that veteran savvy to him. I, I would sit Haig. I think AV would sit Haig over Prosser him. Prosser wasn't Prosser was solid. I'm going to yeah, be honest. He, he really was solid. Wasn't. And put him back in until he proves me otherwise, and I he feel was like. Pu- he was punching dudes in the face after the whistle, too. Like he was clearing the porch. He was getting in dudes' faces. Like, something that we, we needed a little bit. He's a I vet, imagine. man. He played, played uh, NHL games for the Minnesota Wild. You, you know how they play, that boring defensive one nothing hockey type games in that culture, and like he's he's just experienced, and like I think that's what we've seen. Like I think people were expecting him to just be like an absolute plug, and like what you got was a guy who has just been around for a long time and just doesn't want to step on anyone's shoes and just plays his role. 
And that's why I, I, want, I do want to see him back in. I really do. Like you said, with the options that this defense, I mean, with the options that we have with this defense right now, put Prosser in and give him a reason to give him a reason to take him out. Give him a reason to give you. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Like he played well last game. Put him in there. Fuck it. I can't. Wrong hasn't been good this year. Hay has not been good this year. So that's what I would do. Fuck it. If it doesn't work out, go back to fucking Hay. Go back to Braum. You have him there. They're not going anywhere. And like, if it doesn't work out, well, like what you're doing right now is not really working. There's been so many times, like going into the third period, we have like eight shots. I mean, and that that like that's just a product of us not getting the fucking puck out of the zone. It's just grenades off the glass. They keep it in. Like, how many times has it happened this year? Grenades off the glass. It's like it feels like 18, 19, like 2018, 19 season, where like we just could, we can't get it out sometimes. Like we like it's just plays where it's like, dude, I don't even care if you just throw it up in the air. Love to just try not to ice it, try to get ju- just enough on it to get it out, but not enough to go down yeah. type thing. Like, just get it out, man. Sometimes, with, sometimes something that really pisses me off with this team, when they try the, the, the long stretch passes, the, the crazy passes to the side, like, they don't just do, like, the little passes that just they get out of the zone. That all, all you need to do is just three little tape-to-tape passes right right there. You know what I mean? Like, they, mm-hmm. try, to, they try these fucking blue uh, fucking – your own behind your own net to the blue line passes that don't that, that either don't work get turned over or get deflected into the zone and you, and you don't get the puck behind the behind the D they just they need to simplify things a little bit more but a little bit better last game so we'll see with them I've loved Drew's play of late especially from the start of the Devils series onward I think Drew is in full effect right now. I mean, th- there was that what was that one game where I was like, I was tweeting like Drew was on his bullshit. Remember he was doing like that between the leg dumping he yeah, did. That, that was one disgusting. Yeah. yeah, he's been he's been on it, man. That's that's G for you. Lo- yeah. Love to see that, especially because that was one of our like storylines, one of our talking points this summer was how Drew was going to respond after the playoffs last year. And it- it's good to see him kind of getting back into the swing of swing of things yeah for sure it's good to see this team seven and two and one dan like this is the if you would have told me before the season started that we were seven two and one but they weren't playing their best five on five hockey i'd 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 take it (laughs) like i'd be okay (laughs) it's their best start in two decades two decades i was how old was i last time they started this well Dude, we were like two, three years old about. <laughs> we no, 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 2003. I was, yeah, yeah, you're right. Damn, four years old. <laughs> yeah, three, four years old. We were young as fuck, bro. Now look, best start since yeah. then, baby. Let's fucking go. Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, leading the walking way. Those guys Dude. are beasts. Dude, they're six and two between each other. Let's go. Like. <laughs> Another thing I love is like Brian Elliott made that big save. No, no, and, seven, and, I'm, I'm so dumb, bro. <laughs> seven. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Elliott made that big save. In the last game, and then it pans over to uh, Hart on the bench, and Hart is hype, like yeah, he's yeah, cheering he's, him. Yeah, I love that, bro. I know that shit is awesome, man. Like, it just I goes look, to show. I look There's no Elliot. competition there. No zero. Like Hart said it in the offseason to, to, to resign him. Like he loved Elliot, and like, he loves what he brings. Like that veteran presence for him. But I sit here and I look at Elliot's record, bro. Three, you know, Hart's record four and two. Like that's fucking. Elliot's been really good this year, man. Like he really stepped in when we needed him the most. Because like, this is the way I look at it. Imagine if we didn't have Ryan Elliot right now. What, like, imagine if we had a question mark behind Hart right now. I mean, Hart lets that dud up, and then God forbid, the, whoever the fuck that we would have behind Hart will come in and then yeah. not play as well as Elliot. Imagine like, if it's really, Alex Lyon. Yeah, man. Like, or he, Calvin Pickard. Like, Elliot's been awesome. Like he like. 
tip my hat to Elliott. Like he's been a huge part of this fucking seven two uh seven two and one start, man. Definitely. I'm looking to see and I I know he's getting back into the swing of things, but like he's starting starting to really get his game back more now, his skating legs back more now, but uh it's only a matter of time before Oscar Lindblom gets back into full gear, I oh, hope, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I said it a couple minutes ago. Like every game he just you can see his his skating legs keep coming back and you He's still getting his chances. I think he had a couple of nice slot shots last game, so not worried about Oscar Limbaugh. I mean, even with like, even though he doesn't have his legs right now, which is pretty obvious, he didn't have him in the playoffs last year. He's just still so smart. His hockey IQ is so high that he just puts himself in really good positions with a puck. And honestly, the puck just follows that kid around. So not worried about him. He's been fucking awesome. He, he's just so good on the forecheck. Like he, I don't know what he does, like how he does it, but like the, like the way he positions his body and like lifts his stick at the same time, he's really good forecheck. That's why the boys love. That's why like, people love playing on a line with him. Everybody wants to play with Oscar Lindblom. Uh, not, uh, dude, Provorov, absolute stud. Absolute stuff. Yeah, is, I, he, I, is he got to play forty five minutes for the rest of the fucking season or what? Like, I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's up for it. I'm sure he. No, he wants care. to. If, dude, I was in the in the Derek Settlemeyer Nasty Knuckle podcast that he just went on. Mm-hmm. He, dude, Derek Settlemeyer said it. He said it. Like, he's just that type of guy, man. If he, he is. He, he wouldn't he, give a fuck. He said it himself. He said that he, the reason why he wants to play so much, he wants to take on that responsibility, is because he feels like like when something happens when he's not out, he hates like he loves being in control. Yeah. He think he thinks like defense is so fun to him. Like he loves being out there, and like he's he said specifically, he loves seeing people frustrated, like slam their stick. Like he lives for that. So he, I love I mean, that he, guy, dude. Dude, he makes de- watching he makes watching defense fun. I mean, I, I I grew up falling in love with hockey from guys like Briere and like falling in love with defense from guys like Kimo Team and but like watching Provorov play defense is really really fucking fun, man. When he takes the puck in his own zone, like makes that that move with one hand on the stick and like shields the guy off, and then like skates the puck out of the zone, like by, like basically he takes the puck. He's like, "Fuck you guys, fuck your dump ins, fuck your, your 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 glass grenades. I'm just gonna take this out and like put a fucking tape tape on puck, puck on tape stick right on Blimblom's outlet pass, bro. Like, he's just so impressive back there. Eats minutes up. He, he's so good, man. And he's only what twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that? we drafted Zaka. Sorry to cut you off. Like, imagine if we drafted Zaka instead, bro. I saw a tweet. I forget who tweeted it, but oh, yeah. oh what's like a catastrophic fucking um, dude? Imagine like the trajectory of both of our franchises That's right insane, now. Bro. Like they need a fucking defenseman like that right now, and we would like, imagine us right now without Provi. We'd be scrambling, bad. <laughs> dude, really bad. <laughs> really, no, bad. for sure. Um. So far, power play's been okay, but I gotta say that 5-on-3, what the hell? What the hell was that? Yeah, was, I mean, like, there's been a lot of points this season where you... Shoot you, the puck, you, dude. Shoot the bitch, bro. Oh, my God. I know, Dude, it's like eight years of this shit now where it's just like... Dude, I get it. Like, you guys are, like, good boys and a lot. Like, the locker room is great chemistry. You guys want to have the perfect play. You always want to have an assist. Like, but, dude, someone's got to be selfish on this damn team, man. And like, something tells me that it's not like I I don't know what it is like you, like you look at like guys like Fairby you watched before he got drafted after he got drafted he just has this this, this quick shot shoots all the time shoots all the time and then you saw him last game like he had that two on one with Lawton I don't know if it was last game or the game before that but he had that two on one with Lawton where like he had a wide open <sighs> shot and he just didn't take it like is or are they being told to not shoot the puck like I I don't know what's going on like it just 
very frustrating. But the shots they do take, there's a uh, there, there's a shot that uh, Alex Appleyard tweeted out. The shots that they are taking are uh, pretty pretty good shots and, and pretty good spots, like goal scoring spots, like right. In the well, they have in front to be if they're getting yeah. twelve and winning every game. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Outscoring your opponent, uh, outscoring your opponent, thirty five to thirty one. So they got to be. I mean, they're scoring on the shots they're taking, but they're not taking much. Is what I'm trying to say. Which needs to change. And to, to everyone saying, like, well, well, the stats, the stats, like, they lead in a direction that, like, this is eventually going to collapse. Well, the Islanders last year, <laughs> the exact same thing. Like, they were having such a hot start, but they're, like, their advanced stats, like, every game was close. Like, you just had a goal differential, 35 to 31. That's really close. You would not expect that out of a first-place team for it to be that close. No. But, like, that's how the Islanders were last year. And, dude, they, they never cooled off until Tampa had to bounce them in six. So, like, I, yeah. get out of here with that. And it's yeah. the same people that hate on people that use analytics to make assumptions that are also using that now to say the team's bad. The same people that said, oh, oh, just because Ghost's Corsi numbers are good doesn't mean that he's going to pick up his play in the future are the same people saying that the Flyers are going to collapse because this, 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 this statistic says so. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. Like, there's basically... Uh, well, like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I... Like, I agree, 100%. I, there's nothing to add yeah. to that. Like, you said it perfectly. Like You said it 100%. I like it. Yeah. I, I like the fire, Danny. Oh, I'm fired up, dude. Dude, we're back. And, dude, honestly, I, I kind of, like, was thinking about it the other day. I was like, wow, we're, like, one-fifth through the season already. That Like, dude, this is going to go so quick. Oh, my so God. Because we waited so long for it, man. I'm just trying to soak it all in. We bought NHL TV. We're watching, like, a bunch of games around the league and stuff. And, um... And dude, another thing is, I was watching a clip the other day. Remember the Sharks come back against the Gold Knights in the playoffs? Yeah. When they scored the, the yeah. four goals in that power play? Mm-hmm. I miss fans so bad. Bad. Like, and it's honestly, it's getting to the point now where it's like, after, right, I just want the sport back, I want the sport back. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, damn, I really want fans back, man. It's, yeah. It does not feel the same sometimes. Yeah. Imagine how it probably feels for the for the players right now, not... Not playing in front exactly. of fans for this long. I mean, like they've gone their whole lives playing in front of fans, even if it was like the beginning of their their careers with, with moms and dads in the stands. Like they've I mean, nobody's there except for the people that work there, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's fucking it's different, man. Like I don't know when we're gonna get hot fans back. I mean, and there's a couple teams in the league right now, like Florida, I think, with fans. But I don't know when we're gonna get fans back. But it's definitely a huge component of home ice advantage that we're missing right now, especially in Philly. Yeah, especially in Philly. Imagine Myers' OT goal last year in the playoffs at home. Yeah. Imagine Lawton's game five OT goal at home. Pro Rob's would have been in Long Island because we had the whatever. But Dude, how about game seven would have been at home in front of fans? Do we, we not put a goal in against you know you know what I mean? Just, we one hundred percent score. <laughs> we do. We do not lay an egg that game. The fans would not will not allow it. That's the thing. Like that's the reason why. I feel so comfortable when we have home games because, like, our fans don't take bullshit. Isn't it frustrating to know that we'll never get that answer, ever? Yeah, like, it, I sometimes sit there and I think about, like, what does this team win the cup if COVID never happens? Like, if the stoppage never happens? Like, if everything yeah. remains normal, we go to April playoffs. Yeah, what happens? Yeah. Round one, like, what happens? Because remember, NAK comes out with a comment, no one's beating us for, like, the Yeah, team was he was so ready to fucking, fucking go, bro. Man, we were on it. Man. Damn, bro. What, something like, of course, we'll right? think about. Yeah, something you got to think about for sure. Right, we can wrap this one up. Yeah, it's been it's a long been, one. It's been a fun one, though. Before we wrap this up, though, I just want to say 
I got Isla Konechny going forward. He needs he needs to send a message. Yeah. Sure. I don't know what it. It doesn't even have to be like a goal or like a highlight reel goal. Like maybe a big hit. Like just do do no like connect stuff he was things. doing last year. Yeah, man. Connect, yeah me connect me things. Like bring that energy, man. He'll have his breakout game. Watch. Like and it won't even include a goal. It'll it'll be a dirty assist, a fight, a scrap, and then maybe like a goal a little bit later. All right. It's been a fun episode fifty one. We'll be back uh probably after the Boston after series. The Boston series, yeah. For episode fifty two. You can follow us at the Liberty L, follow me at T L Y Danny, follow Chris at Chris Stumps. And uh, go Flyers, man. Go Flyers.